You're listening to DraftKings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year, it's a tradition. I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family-owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. This is the Dan Lebator Show with the Stugats Podcast. It feels flimsy, thin to me, Stugats, what Jessica is saying. She's not wrong, but it just feels flimsy to me in argument culture, in debate culture, that if I disagree with person X's opinion, all I'm going to do is say that person is irrelevant or say, who the hell is that person? <laughs> I don't care. But it is in line with things getting, it seems to me, just a little bit dumber all over. And one of the places it has gotten just a little bit dumber all over is where it is that you, I'm asking everyone in the audience here when I say you, get your comedy and how you get your comedy. Because Shane Gillis went on Saturday Night Live uh, this weekend and he said to the audience there, you probably don't even know who I am because there are a whole lot of comedians like Shane Gillis who occupy a different space from in the audience at Saturday Night Live. It's a growing space. It's a freer space than the mainstream. There are a whole bunch of podcasts in the top 100 by comedians who have giant economies around them, and it's not the mainstream. Shane Gillis goes on Saturday Night Live, and I told you, Stugatz, before the pandemic, I saw Louis C.K. before Louis C.K.'s troubles on Saturday Night Live, and this is a stand-up comic at the very top of his game. And I don't remember what the three topics were. I think he, I think he went Israel-Palestine, pedophilia, and then some other third-rail topic effortlessly as the monologue on Saturday Night Live. And I couldn't believe how well he did that subject matter because it seemed hugely pressurized. 
Shane Gillis got celebrated this weekend for saying gay, saying and doing Down syndrome stuff. He also said cracker in like a 20 second span and then said most of my stuff doesn't even work on television. He said, I, I can't do most of my material on television, but he was being celebrated as someone who was pushing boundaries. Yeah, I mean, not particularly well compared to what it is that I'm talking about, even though the monologue was fine and a, the most pressurized situation of his career, because that seemed to me as I was watching it before, you know, it seemed like a, a, a big nervous situation at the start. And it seemed, and he said so, that he's never been that nervous. It seemed like a ton of pressure to go from you were let go by Saturday Night Live before your career started when people started digging into your podcast past. And now people have a problem with Saturday Night Live because you've, you've gone to the front of the line. And in, in the five years of cancel culture doesn't actually exist and can actually help your career. He got to host Saturday Night Live the way Eddie Murphy did when he was their star cast member by not being on Saturday Night Live. Did any of you see it? Because I thought it was a good monologue. Like, I thought, he's funny. I thought he was funny, and it was a real, real difficult situation for him. It, it is, and when you are basically not into somewhere, let, not let in somewhere because of something that you've done, but then they also kind of bend the knee and allow you to cut the line and host and let you do the things that you're great at his Trump. I thought the Trump sneaker skit was really funny. Like he does an excellent Trump. There's things that Shane does in pockets that are really good. And yeah, it's an, it's an impossible spot for him to be there and be like, all right, I'm me, you know the story, but I'm here and I'm going to try to make you laugh even though it's kind of weird. Do you guys agree with me though that they're not the same people? The Saturday Night Live audience is not necessarily the audience where uh, Bert Kreischer and Segura who is the Saturday Night Live audience? Honestly, like, is it? Because I, I, I think feel it's just like people who want to go and have viewed it as something historically cool. Like, I don't know that there's that many is, people who are showing up people, specifically for a host. But do people like watch it like live still? Because I feel like it just now lives as like social clips, doesn't it? Yeah, like, like every that, other show. Yeah. So who's this audience? Oh my gosh, a Notre Dame game went late a couple years ago on NBC and it went straight into SNL and it was like a jump scare. I was like, ah, where's the remote? Get it off. I don't want to watch this. Bedtime. Three hours ago. Realistically, it's, 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 I think it's a cool thing, right? When you, when you are a person that is not able to do something and then you're now able to do something because of what you've done in the back end to grow your career, I see it as a really cool thing, regardless of what, you know, clouds the situation. Like, I like Shane. I've gone to see Shane live. Like, he's right. The things that he does in person, he cannot do on TV. But that's that's who he is. And, like, it's either you like Shane Gillis or you don't. And it's okay if you don't. It's just, that that's what it is. Most stand-up comedians are going to sanitize what it is that they do for a general nationalized audience on SNL. What What's weirder and seemingly more concerning, because I watched the monologue, too, and I, I thought it was funny i didn't think anything was really too over the line he he used the words that you mentioned and now the right wing on twitter in particular is celebrating the fact that he used those words as if he used them maliciously but this is why I, this comedy. is why i'm he saying used them this just is why them. i'm saying all of these conversations and everything around this is getting just slightly dumber by degrees like when i'm telling you that what Louis C.K. did was on subject matter that's hard 
and that and that Shane wasn't doing that. He wasn't he wasn't actually pushing any of the boundaries that he pushes as someone who's in a bit of disguise, Stugatz, because he's getting the Bud Light promos because Bud Light has had its business actually crater. Bud Light has been damaged and is now trying to correct it by giving money to UFC, by giving money to Shane Gillis, who identifies as every man but is in costume. Like, I, I think that if I had to check Shane Gillis's actual politics, I think they would be closer to mine than the average person on the conservative side, but he's he's sort of playing on the line. He, he is, and I think that's where the brilliance of Shane is like, like, I'm going to make fun of this. You don't really know where I stand. I told you I'm pre-Republican because I think about World War II. And, like, he has those bits that kind of stray the line of where he really is. But at the end of the day, like, again, it's two camps. And I don't want to hark on it, but it's like either you get it and you like what he does or you don't. Right? Like, there's people here that I have conversations with, Matthew Kugler, who doesn't like Shane. He's like, I think he takes a joke wow. too far. And I'm like, hey, I get that. But I, but I like that part about it. Right? Like, that to me makes me laugh. So I feel like we're overthinking this. They, they didn't want him to host the show before yeah. because he said bad We things. overthink everything. And now he's just hosting the show because he's popular and they want the well, bomb of his He was going to be on fans. the show. He's going to be one of the characters and one of the people. So yeah. he was going to be on the show before. Right. I know. And then he got right. fired because of the things that yeah, he, said. he said. Offensive and shit. now he's popular. And they said, you know what? Never mind. We don't really care about them. Exactly. We don't have morals after it didn't, all. It didn't hurt. They brought him in for they popularity. Had, they That's had like Nikki when they brought, Haley on two weeks ago. Yeah, and they brought Morgan Wallen back like three weeks after he said the N-word. It's they not like this is a standard. It didn't hurt his career at all to be let go. It probably sucked at the time. I'm sure it helped his career. Uh, But no, it did. It did end up helping his career. And now Saturday Night Live needs those ratings bumps. They need to take more chances than that because they are not the cultural influencer they were because so many people react the way that Jessica does because any Saturday Night Live conversation you hear these days is about how it's not what it used to be. But to Jess's point, it made it more controversial on Twitter. Right. And so now the engagement with the SNL clips is there because you have all of these people on the right propping up what this monologue was and all of these things. And then you have all of the people potentially on the left. I haven't seen very much of it talking about this SNL because, oh, man, he was fired and he said this. And they're trying to sort of trek in that divisiveness where Shane is almost in some ways the exact opposite of that. And that he's trying to just sort of toe the line between you don't really know what I think. I. Whether or not he's funny, I haven't watched all that much of Shane Gillis's stand-up. No, he's but like, funny. The monologue was fine, and it wasn't all of the things that now people are trying to make it. You can argue that he's bigger now, right? Like since his fiasco back at that point, he's more popular now than anybody on the SNL cast across the board. That's correct. Put some respect on Keenan Thompson's name. I mean, Keenan's been doing it for a great time. Compiler, he's been there forever. Not the point, but. Yeah, he has been a compiler one. Really? I mean, that's just my opinion. Aren't the hosts always more famous than the cast members? Yes, Yes, that's the point. This one is different, though. Like, he was supposed to be a cast member. Now he's so big that he is now a host, not a cast member. He's bigger than every cast member that's there. But that's no different than some of the, like, writers who go, like, John Mulaney was a writer for the show that nobody knew. And then he went on to have a stand up career and he comes back and he's hosted it, what, like, five times, I think. And so it's because they get to go be so much more famous through stand up comedy. When I talk about individual brands, though, Stugatz, throughout media being something that's helping media crumble. I'm talking about here. I'm talking about Saturday Night Live needs Shane Gillis for a night more than Shane Gillis needs Saturday Night Live 
for a night. I, I mentioned this about Shannon Sharp a while ago, Stu Gatz. Very quietly, Skip Bayless is going to be out of a job soon because his ratings have tanked because individual brands have helped take the marketplace to a totally different place Mm -hmm. where you follow the people you like, the people who say the things that you want them to say a little bit more than you follow credible news organizations because of how all of this is fracturing. But speaking of comedy here, I want to show you what the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans, did to Stephen A. Smith on their social media account after Stephen A. Smith. I think the reason for this, correct me if I'm wrong, is the reason for this because Stephen A. Smith said, you know, made a bunch of hamburger jokes at the the expense of Zion Williamson, and so this is how the Pelicans react to it. Now, this man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call, tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball. He's got bad feet. He can't really move, even though he's mobile. Doesn't really know what he's doing. Doesn't have a post move that he, he puts to memory that he can do two times in a row. <laughs> he has no game whatsoever. Plays no defense. Doesn't have the heart, the passion, or anything that comes with it. I need to explain to the audio audience that that uh, what you were hearing there was accompanied by video of Stephen A. Smith falling down while on a basketball court recently and t- shooting an air ball and then was finished with his point totals from college, which were a point a game. And then the Wilt Chamberlain photo of him holding up instead of 100 points, 1.5, his uh, <laughs> average scoring average in uh, He was college. boxing, too, at some point. For some he had reason. dress shoes yeah. on. That's a tricky game. Game yeah, on a basketball dangerous court. game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it means right though. There's nothing funnier than someone falling yeah. down. Oh. I laughed out loud like Gafad when he fell down. I was like, on, ah! <laughs> on, the, on the court, tough first pitch there too. Uh, yes, there was. It was just. It was bad video of him. It's harder being than it looks. Unathletic. I don't think I could do better, but. You don't think you can do better than the bounced first pitch? It's long. It would be close. It's tough, Dan. You're throwing off a mound. It's at an angle. It's a whole thing. You ever step on a bump? I mean, you got to zip one in there, guys. Come on. (laughs) Throw a BB right down the plate. I don't think that's hard. Oh, come on, Dan. Come on. I could throw an orange 100 yards. Marlins, challenge to you. Get Dan Lebitard throwing out a first pitch. First pitch, guys. Have you ever done it? Yeah. I haven't. I don't think it's hard. Let's do it. Off the bump, it's. The Dan Libertard Show with Sugats is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Keeping things bottled up can feel like carrying a weight that gets heavier with time. Whether it's talking to a trusted friend, journaling, or seeking professional help, finding ways to let out your thoughts and feelings can bring relief and help you navigate challenges more effectively. Remember, it's okay to reach out for help when you need it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot D-L-B. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln, or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. I probably have thought about the UFC one, to be honest. 
but Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you got to listen to Six Trophies, where Jason and Shea serve up the biggest moments from all around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities, stuff like the Denzel Washington and Training Day trophy given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA, or the Lauren Hill You Might Win Some But You Just Lost One trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together, plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments from all around the NBA. This playoff season, you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Don Lebatard. Teammates can't shoot from three. Now they're gonna see a different Jimmy. Now he's just just playing. Nickelback in the locker room and Stugats. They'll play D and show threes as they chase the Nets for the six seed. These five words in his head. Scream are we winning games yet? This is the Dan Lebatar Show with the Stugats. I am looking forward to finding out the details before I call Chris Whittingham a coward on why it is that he was broadcasting a game the other day after making such a big deal around here in our little playpen about why don't national and international broadcasters just say the word penis when someone gets hit in the penis. It's a scientific term. It's anatomy. It's not a dirty word. It's just science. And he had his opportunity, evidently, this weekend to do it. We're going to play the video and the audio here, but somebody gets hit in the junk, and all of our listeners who heard it pointed out, like, what is this? I thought Whittingham was the brave soul who was going to lead a pioneering revolution on behalf of the word penis. Let me stop you right there, Dan, because you just said said junk why did you say junk and not penis Um, because i've been grandfathered (laughs) in from a previous time of cowardice and his movement hasn't (laughs) caught any strength or wind his movement is just amongst himself died but he was the one saying he was going to be a principled penis pioneer yeah but he's on cbs now i mean ppp yeah paramount but the, the thing is, it's tough because when you're broadcasting, right, yeah. and the ball ricochets in that, into that area, yeah. there's, what there's area? into the Cowards. penis. No, but look, this is what I'm trying to say. Because it may not hit you in the penis. No. It may hit you in the nuts. This wasn't it may not hit you in the penis. This wasn't so an like, accuracy thing. This is, uh, he's brave when he's on this show, and then he's there get, doing like the real broadcaster things. Like, I can't do that. Has anyone had an other opinion other than that one? Everyone's just calling him a coward. It feels dishonest. It feels like uh, he was pioneering for something he's not actually brave enough to do himself. I agree with that. I think he's yeah. also trying to impress the new bosses, mm-hmm. trying to make himself 100%. sound serious, trying to yeah. show. Mm-hmm. the Levitard show like cast that has been put over him by being on the show and being you know the funny guy now he's serious Chris Whittingham yeah. he's no longer he used to be the funny guy witty the fancy lad exactly funny exactly. guy Chris yeah that's what everyone called him exactly <laughs> were you guys or are you guys now ashamed adjacent were you ashamed of him for not uh, for advocating I don't think of him it's not like ashamed or proud I just don't really have really? Thoughts I had of no his. idea he called the game over yeah the me neither I saw it I'm like good for him but I'm not watching Conga Calf whatever the hell alright let's play that video from Conga Calf whatever the hell assessing his options tries to get the early cross and enforcing Gabia to lunge at it 
play-by-play needed for that. <laughs> all right, that's just cowardice. It is. Silence. We all felt that one. I mean, you can't say that. Well, and you're sitting there watching this dude yeah. grab. With both hands. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know exactly Boy. what's going on. Mm. He's prefer- waiting there in silence, waiting for the color commentator to say something first. I'm Ooh, with, right in the hog. I'm with Tony on this. It needs to escalate from penis to hog. Right in the hog would have been laugh out loud funny. Cock a calf. It was a Serie A game. Is that League's Cup or is that? Oh, my God. You know during that silence, Witty was just like, <sighs> Oh, he was thinking about it. Shit, shit, shit. I hope no one's watching this. We're going, no one's watching this. That's not true. He said, I hope no one's watching this. I don't think he was hoping that, though. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. uh, We're going to talk to Whittingham. We're going to get him on and ask him why he was such a coward. (laughs) I'm proud of Witty. I am. Showing some restraint. He's got a big gig. He's trying to impress the bosses. He's not letting the Levitard show, you know, kind of, you know, he's not bringing any of this into his broadcast. I think Woody's doing a great job. You can't go penis there, Dan. You can't do it. It's his first couple of weeks on the job. Can't do it. I feel like, well, it's not. He's been gone for like a year and a half already. Yeah, but this is a new gig for him, calling games for Paramount and CBS, and he's very excited about it. It's a bigger job. He's he's on the ascent. He's getting some of the bigger jobs in the sport. I feel like if he's doing his job as like a color commentator, play-by-play guy, whatever it is that he does, right? He says like, well, that doesn't need any explanation. Like, there's a lot of people that don't have penises that like don't know what that pain is. Like maybe you walk them through exactly why yeah, that he should hurts be describing so much. The pain. Exactly right. Like you've been there before. You've probably gotten hit there. There's people that haven't. Walk them through it. That's what an analyst does. That's what a good play-by-play person does. Dead air is the worst case scenario. You just say nothing. Get out of here. Yeah, he should describe exactly why it hurts. Exactly. Yeah, hit exactly. in that area. Explain that sometimes there's a delay. Like, it's when you stub your toe sometimes. There's a delay. You don't feel it right away, but you know it's coming. Because as someone without a penis, my whole life, no one's ever actually (laughs) told me or informed me that it hurts to get hit in that area. See? Right. Witty could have filled that void. You will be able to ask him all of these questions in a few minutes when he comes on with this. Yes. There's been some bad phrasing over the course of this uh, segment. Can you tell me, Bill, you were gone last week. What did you do with your free time? Did you go anywhere? I went to Disney World, Dan. Ooh. How'd that go? Oh. Disney World with kids is different. Yeah. It's great. Love it. I don't believe that. Love kids. It's work. You Let texted me, me something different. What did I text you? I texted I'm going to find it. I'm going to find I it. I love my children and my family. Love them. Uh-huh. Love Disney World. Couldn't do a single thing I wanted to do at Disney World, though. Mm. What did you want to do? You know, ride the you know rock and roller coaster, Tower of Terror, any of those things. There's a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. There's that one whole, is really fun at Epcot. That's a whole. That's a whole thing. Don't get me started on that because Disney now to wait seven hours for that. I ride had too. Disney figured out, Dan. Like I had it figured out. I knew exactly how you do the best Disney. How you go on and you reserve your fast passes. And then you elites came in, and now all of a sudden you can't go to Disney for a reasonable price. That's number true. one, That's you true. can't ride anything unless you buy this Genie Plus thing, which is which like is a thirty dollars a day That's per a person on top of like hundred and eighty dollars just to get in for the ticket. Like it's a whole thing. Then you can't get more than one at a time. Before it was free. And if you put in the work, yeah. you could have a great day at yeah. Disney. If you went there and you had like the schedule and you did this whole thing. I drove my family crazy for years when we had the free Disney, which was planned horribly timing-wise on my part, where I had it for free and then I had kids and then I lost it and now I have to pay. And it's just, <laughs> it's a whole thing we don't need to get into today. But 
I used to drive my family crazy because they were bouncing from thing to thing, one side of the park to the other. We got all of our steps in for the year in our Disney trips. I'm telling you, but we went on everything. Now it's impossible to go on all these things. And then even these lightning lanes that you pay for, then there's an additional cost on top of that that you have to pay if you want to go on like a newer thing. It's a whole thing. And also... I remember being happier and friendlier than it was. That's a great point. Not oh. the friendliest. Not Walt Disney would be rolling in his grave. I'm getting yelled at if I want my Dole Whip in a cone or in a cup. Well, what does a cup look like? What size cup is it? I don't know. It said that it was a cone. Now you're switching up on me. I have to decide cone or cup. Very angry. Very angry the way they were yelling at me. It wasn't nice. It made me yelling. feel not good. Yeah. And then I was driving on the expressway, and I was driving past like the Star Wars thing. And you know what I saw? Steel beams. Mm. Turns out those aren't mountains. What? Just the tips of them are mountaintops on the edges of steel beams, and you can see the exposed steel beams. I feel like this is what Walt would not have wanted. He didn't want us to see how things actually worked. I wanted to think I was in Narnia or whatever Star Wars world is called over there, where you see the actual mountaintops, not yeah, these steel Narnia. beams. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's not the case anymore. Why are you all not Waiting in line to take pictures. How many pictures do we need to take with Mickey Mouse? That's your kid's fault. Well, we met Mickey yeah, like four yeah. times. I feel like once sufficed per trip, right? <laughs> we met Mickey. Okay, now we're going we're gonna meet Mickey the next day. It's like Mickey remembers us from the day before. We don't need to take another picture with Mickey and then sign the autograph book. And I also think, and I will posit this to the class and tell me what you guys think about this. There should be separate lines for adults who go to Disney World as just adults. Because they really slow everything down for the people that are there with the children. Ooh. Adults don't need to take pictures with Mickey Mouse, okay? Adults, if you're waiting 45 minutes to meet Mickey Mouse, reprioritize your life, okay? And I don't want to be it's that guy take. that says that. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole thing. You're anti-Disney adult? I'm anti-them holding up the lines for children who are there to meet their heroes. When you're there and you're like, oh, you were, just com- you were just complaining about your children. I know, I love my children, but that's why it becomes such a chore and it's so much work is because I'm going and I'm waiting in 50-minute lines to meet these characters because there's all these groups of adults that just want to take pictures with them. Do that when you're a child. Do that at another time. Why are the rest of you agreeing with Because Billy? I'm right. Because I'm right about all of this, Dan. I'm right. Well, I don't know how they know that you're right about uh, Disney being less happy and less friendly. Even, no, it's not even... It's not even... Look... It's not even a thing that I'm just making up. No, you're right. Disney, at one point in time, and you can look this up, was the happiest place on earth. Right. And guess what happens when you drive in now? You know what the sign says? The most what? magical place on earth. Mm. Huh. At some point, someone said, changed. you yeah. know what? Yeah. Not as happy as it used to be. We used to be a proper country. There are happier places on earth. I've and only, someone realized it. I've only been to Disney like one time. What? So I am not. I mean, I didn't grow up in Florida. It was like a big deal oh. to go to Disney World. We only Should've. did it once. So I don't have Disney bona fides. Like you, yeah. you guys go there like ten times a year. I feel like. No, I can't afford that anymore. Yeah. We used uh, to. When you for when it was free. Did you only get like two vouchers a year? <laughs> two no. vouchers, oh, please. Two, yeah, two, please. <laughs> Child's play. They used to give us a silver pass. The silver pass was you plus three guests with park hopper. What? With park hopper. With parking. You plus three guests with twenty percent off at the store. And the parking situation, I didn't explore because I'm not ballsy enough to do it, but the, it's just I've a done Disney it. ID. I've done Still it. Still free? I've done it twice. You just show him your Disney ID. I give it to my brother-in-law who ID. looks nothing like me, and he did it. That's crazy because what? now it's $35 to park there. $30, $35, something like that to park there. Three days, you saved $100 just by showing them your old Disney ID. Get the Silver Pass, right? So it's you plus three guests. Then when you get married, you tell them I got married and you get an extra silver pass. So you get one, your spouse gets one, plus three guests, plus, 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 twice a year, they'll give you 
two free passes that you don't have to be there for that you can just give as gifts to people. Yeah. I think you were just happier great. when you used to go to Disney because you weren't paying for it. It was the best. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. You're projecting so on everyone much. else. And then like in the holiday time, they send you like popcorn passes yeah. and all these things that you go and you wait in a line. Oh, I love it. But if it you're so an ESPN employee and you live in Bristol, realistically, like are you oh, ever using Oh, it's a total those? waste. A total waste for those people. Yeah, they go once a year maybe, but a total waste. Has there waste. been an announcement of any kind that it, it went from the happiest place on earth to the most magical? Like was, was there no, a moment? No, that's one of those things you do that under the radar. Done under the cloak right. of darkness. Exactly thing. right. You can't tell people that Who you're wants doing to admit that? the place is no longer happy? Exactly. Right. Used yeah. to be the happiest. Formerly happiest place on earth doesn't sell as many tickets. Magical place? Yeah. We'll tell you, the Universal Studios employees, they're a lot happier than the Disney Whoa. employees. And it's actually magical there because they have the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. So. They're way, way <laughs> nicer to you than the people really? at Disney. Yeah. I go, every year we take uh, Camp Fiesta, the camp that I'm involved with, to Disney and to Universal. And at Disney, now, they, they used to give us like free passes to skip the lines because we're good dealing with yeah. kids with cancer who are going and, and can't really wait out in the hot sun. Yeah. Now, all Disney does is give you those Genie Plus passes that people can oh. pay for. Where at Universal Studios, they're still taking you in. They're asking everybody questions. Mm. They're doing it with a smile on their face. Where at Disney, we got yelled at for trying to get a kid an extra bottle of water. I just Googled the happiest place on Earth. Turns out, Finland. What? Wow. Took it from Disney World. Mm. Please. Put it on the poll, please, Juju, at Levitard Show. Did you know that Finland took the happiest place on Earth uh, <laughs> bona fides from Disney World? Since 2023, it seems. No, it can't be. Also put on the poll, uh, where would you prefer to be? The happiest place on Earth or the most magical place on Earth? Mm. Because I think magic includes happiness, but happiness doesn't always include magic. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Don Lebertard. You got to know I'm a big uh, Colombo guy. Salute to that boy. Okay, okay, I don't think that's proof. I don't think that's proof. I think that, I think that could be. A, I think that's a lie. I don't think that's. He said salute. I don't I mean, think that is evidence. Salute to that boy. It's it suggests camouflage. It suggests that Juju has no idea what we're talking about, um, and now he's just googling it. Stugats. I'm not googling it. My grandmama stayed in the country. I watched the Braves. I watched Columbo. I watched Matlock. I watched Andy Griffin. Yeah. Salute to you, sir. But you go to the penalty the box. Damn. You tell him, Juju. Back to you, Stu. This is the Dan Lebatar Show with the Stugats. Kinetic Cutter? No way, dude. No way. It's Kinetocution. It has to be. I'm 80% sure. Kinetician. Kinetic. I think it's Kinetic Cutter. No, man. I There's do. no way. I, I think that's the best one of the available options. What do you call a person from Connecticut? It can't be a Connecticut. Lame. Uh, here is Chris Whittingham. <laughs> Speaking of lame, give him his introduction. Chris Ooh. Whittingham, rising, uh, rising Ooh. broadcaster, uh, conquering the. Ind- 
industry with great professionalism and uh, disappointing our audience and the shipping container with what happened this weekend. So we will allow him to explain himself. I am five minutes removed of saying I'm proud of Chris Winningham, and now I'm booing him. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that is how it works with Stugatz. No, no thought travels from one sentence to the next with him. No consistency. Nothing of the sort. Uh, Whittingham, it is nice to see you. Uh, what was the reaction? Did you get a lot of general hostility and disappointment from our audience because you were a coward once you reached the heights of broadcasting prestige and you couldn't pull the trigger on penis? It's Paramount Plus. I mean, come on. <laughs> how, how did the Super Bowl was on Paramount Plus? No, the Super Bowl was on Nickelodeon. Also, it's Paramount Plus. No one said what channel is the Super Bowl on Paramount Plus. Get I'm, out of here, buddy. I'm so proud. Of you. We, we said streaming records. For our ability to stream the Super Bowl on Paramount Plus, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, once Ryan Cortez texted me, "You're a coward," I knew that things were going to go poorly for me on the internet, and that I was going to get ratted out. Because believe it or not, this has happened before, and I just got away with it. Just, uh, nobody from the audience happened to be watching, and so whenever this happens, I look at the screen that I'm calling the game from, and I go, "Oh no." Am I, am I going to have to say it again? And I've just decided, you know what, guys? I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Ooh. I did it once. Out. It was your thing. Ooh. I know. And you know what happened, Tony? After I did it, by the way, I did it like a year and a half ago. It's been a long time. My goal was that eventually the industry would change and there would be a, a swarm of people that would come from behind me and realize that this is now acceptable. It's not. I didn't change a thing. Ooh. Nothing happened. So why am I going to bang my head against well, this, uh, per, this proverbial door uh, and, uh, and, and humiliate myself on television? I don't want to do that. This is how things work. It's not giving up on the revolution that quick. Exactly. Imagine if George Washington is like 1777 America. Eh, never mind. Then we'd be living in England right now, and I actually think that'd be kind of nice. Yeah, you would like that. You, you would freak. like that. Witty, you were during the silence during that broadcast after you realized he had been hit in the penis. You 100% were thinking, "Oh God damn it, not this again!" Right? Yes, like that's, absolutely. That's going through your mind. 100%. And especially, I'm waiting for. I'm kind of waiting because the last time that this happened, the analysts carried me through it. I forget where it was and when it was, but the analyst just kept talking and talking. I was like, "Thank you for allowing me the out to not have to say this." But once he goes, no further analysis is needed of that, then I have to go, oh no. I, I have to come up with a quip. I have to say something. And uh, I came up with, well, no further play-by-play -play needed of that then. But and I, like, I, I, I expressed my cowardice. It seems like you're pinning this on the analyst for saying that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, realistically, I, I was, you, one can hope. One can hope that the analyst will come to my aid. But in this case, he did not. We I don't like this picture-in-picture picture that's happening right this, now. This, this is, has been staring this is unpleasant. at me from the bathroom yeah. every single day since we moved in here last Since April. you left. That's on every the bathroom. single We can say day. penis Wait, on more. the bathroom or in the bathroom? No, on the, the door to the bathroom. Yeah. It's, it it reads, we can say penis the more. Loo. It's our giant urinal cake, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we just piss on it. We Let take them turns. eat urinal cake, am I right? You can't lead a revolt and then just wander off into the bushes scared and have it be because you reached at a more prestigious level of broadcasting. Like you can't be it's Paramount Plus. You can't be proud of yourself there. Is Apple TV not a big enough platform for you either? 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 I have given up. I've given up. I've given up my revolution. It's been a year and a half. Not one other broadcaster on one other platform. You can make fun of me for being on Paramount+. Plus. There are plenty of broadcasters that are on platforms smaller than that that don't use the word either. And so why am I going to continue? It, we, we made headlines. It turned into a thing on the show. This is a big program with a big reach. And yet somehow I was the only one. Yes, I've given up. I've laid down my sword. You think Billie Jean King was like, ah, people aren't going Thank along you. with this whole yeah. equality <laughs> you're for women awful thing. Quitter. I'm just this cause isn't as important. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a hugely important yeah. cause, Witty. But Billie Jean King was fighting on behalf of not having a penis. You're fighting on behalf of being able to say penis. It's not that different. <laughs> I would say it's considerably different. The size and significance of the causes. Depends on the person. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you're just giving up. I can't believe you're quitting. Yeah. You're yeah, I'm quitting. I'm quitting until I, I lay I lay out a marker. I lay out a challenge to all the other play-by-play -play broadcasters of America. If one of you, one, says the word penis on television, I will follow suit and I will return to my cause. But until then. I am, I am laying down my sword because I'm not fighting this battle without an army. I need an army. I needed an army a, a year and a half ago when I thought I ended my career. I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again without having some kind of support, without having some kind of help. Can one other person be an adult and use the word, the anatomically correct word, which is my argument at the time, can somebody use the anatomically correct term for the male organ in order for me to follow suit? Because I'm not doing this on my own anymore. I issue a challenge to the broadcasting community. If, if you really want this to happen, can the audience of this program, which by the way, has not ceased to remind me for 20 months, anytime, anywhere in America is hit, in the male organ. That if, if, if all I did, if I turned off all other news sources and just checked my Twitter replies, the only thing I would be aware of in this world is where in the world someone has been hitting the penis. That's great. Otherwise, I wouldn't be aware of anything. <laughs> Why I can't the audience bother other people into doing this? Well, no. The only person- It's your crusade. You're the pioneer here. Yeah, right. if anything, your message is Well, it's is time sticking. for other people to join the crew. No. Clearly, I'm not a convincing crusader. No, I'm not have a, an so army. Why, why am I gonna keep crusading when I'm not good at it? Let's name some names. Burkhart? Yeah. Yeah. You're next. Challenge them yeah. individually. Yeah, Burkhart. <laughs> Hashtag penis challenge. Yeah, challenge them by name. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest, male organ sounds dirtier to me than penis. A hundred percent. I mean... Hog is still there, guys. Yeah, just make sure you guys tag all of these commentators yeah. on Twitter. The Chris, yeah. hitting, uh, the Chris Whittingham penis hashtag penis challenge. Yeah. No, it's no, sure stop tagging tag me in this. Yeah. No, this isn't about Chris me anymore. Make sure Don't tag me. Exactly. I'm done Brady. with this. Hashtag at Bob Costas. <laughs> at Wolf Tag Pulser. Big Cat from Barstool. He's the only one that's done this since. <laughs> it was a heck of a penis though, right? What, what the, the the defender for AC Milan? Yes. I have no idea. What? I have no idea. What, do what are you doing? Uh, Go sit in the penalty box. It's a weird thing. Get out of here. It's, it's, Quitting it's a, him. It's a strange follow. Witty, someone in the room was you? suggesting, I don't remember who, that when this happens, you should describe the act. Because you said, there's, you know, we don't have to describe what this person's going through. But there's a lot of people that don't have penises that don't know what they're going through, that it may be helpful to describe the hmm. pain that they're going through. 
do you not think that that information has made its way into the uh, wider public? Poor Matteo Gabbia, by the way. I'm just I'm watching him writhing around on the pain right now, writhing around in pain right now on the screen. Eh, horrifying. Poor guy. But, but I, I, it's it's fairly self-evident. One one would imagine. Did you feel like a coward while you were silent? Because the silence was long. Let's play this. Let's play the entire clip so that he can stew in the shame of his cowardice and he can hear how much silence there is. Assessing his options, tries to get the early cross and enforcing Gabbia to lunge at it. You know immediately, obviously. He's holding his male organ with his right and left hand. He's making it obvious to all that they're deeply unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, We all felt that one a bit. I'll say that no play-by-play needed for that. (laughs) Just disgusting. Despicable. I, I'm ashamed of you. I, I've always been proud of you. Your entire career, you've been a pillar that has made us and me proud of everything that you've done. And now look at you at a moment, at your moment, your big moment, when you could have ascended <laughs> even higher uh, in the industry by being not just professional broadcaster Chris Whittingham, but controversial professional broadcaster <laughs> Chris Whittingham. You declined. You took an exit ramp on, on pioneering. On penis earring uh, <laughs> I decided that I wasn't because you, you, you're right it was a very long time and I knew that if anybody from the audience was watching that they would absolutely pull me up on it but I decided in that moment I'm, I'm done with this I'm, I'm no longer going to continue with this pursuit and it was a fruitless endeavor albeit it created some content. Uh, and by the way, there are, there's no shortage of me saying humiliating things that don't get repeated on this program every single day. You guys like it seemingly play the rejoin of me saying zaddy every single day. So like there, there is, there's plenty of content available. Uh, so I, I mean, look, I've humiliated myself plenty and I decided in that moment, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Unless, Until someone else joins me. Yeah, unless Joe Buck does it, and then you're good. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I mean, I would settle for anyone doing any college basketball game on a weekend. There's four million of them available on the ESPN network of platforms. There's any number of broadcasts of any number. I could. I'll take international ones. I've been sent the clip. I guess of these like Indian announcers uh, describing someone getting hit like by the post of a soccer match, uh, like ve- very descriptively. I'll take. Anybody else doing this? You're moving. And then I will rejoin. You are passing the buck, and I was hoping you would pass Joe Buck. I was hoping that in your career, you would just go past him, and instead of leading, you're following. You're literally, you're quitting instead of leading, and you're telling us you're quitting and will only do this as a follower, not as a leader. That's correct. I mean, that's correct. I'm a coward. It's, and you know what? I'm okay in this particular instance with my level of cowardice. I, I've, I, you know what? It, it's been, how long has it been? It was like April of 2022 when I did that. I went home. I laid down in my bed in a cold sweat. I was horrified at what I had potentially done to my career. And I, I didn't like how I felt that day. And 22 months later, I, it, it happened again. And you know what? I decided I didn't like, I didn't like how that felt. I don't like being alone. I was alone. And I, and no one was there to help me, only to mock. False By the way, Woody, do you want your old job back? We have a, we have an opening here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good. 
Can you take this thing, please? I'm tired of looking at it. <laughs> we are all yeah. tired of looking at can it. We, Toss you... in the bin, then. Oh, no, no, like, no one needs to, to be looking at that. What's your address? Yeah, is there a garbage at the new studio? What's your address? Say your let's, address. Let's mail it to him. Let's yeah. mail it okay. to him. Okay. Yeah, say it on the air. Say your address. <laughs> your address. Yeah. What's your phone number? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, See you later. One zero one one. Hashtag penis challenge at Bob Costas. <laughs> Twist his dick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com